up everyone? Welcome back to Keeping Up with the Chaldeans. I have my co-host Anthony Toma and we have Ferris Ayar today of Astute Strategic Marketing and Consulting, Consulting Group, right? Uh, so that's what we've got today on the show to talk about his involvement in the community and things that his business offers as well. Uh, first, before we start off, how is everybody's uh, week going so far? Everybody's so been far so good. Yeah, weather's Hectic, been holding but up. good, man. Yeah, yeah, weather's nice. It's going to cool down a little bit. Yeah, summer's been holding, <laughs> it seems like, right? Better than the way it started. Finally. Yeah, we needed that. So go ahead and then explain to us uh, about yourself and your business and how you got here, and then we'll get into everything else later on. Great, thanks. So Astute Group is a, a unique business, and what we do is we come into... Uh, small and mid-sized businesses, and we bring in corporate-level marketing strategies and tactics at a level that fits the needs of small business. Okay. So, you know, it, when people talk about marketing, if I ask 10 people what is marketing, I'll get 15 different answers at least. Yeah. You know, different people have different thoughts about what marketing is, but, but the most important thing about marketing is strategy. And people don't realize when they're doing marketing... They're thinking it's about advertising and promotion, but the minute you say that I want to start a business, mm -hmm. you start strategizing. That's mm -hmm. a marketing function. If it's a retail business, you're thinking about where am I going to put it. If it's any other kind of business or any business you start, you're going to think about, well, why would people come to me? And that's differentiation. That's a part of marketing strategy. So Chaldeans being business people our whole life, yes. we have some of those skill sets integrated into us. We just don't realize where they're coming from. Right. What I do then is I take that to a professional level because that's what really makes the difference. I mean, there's one thing that every successful business has in common. I don't care what the business is, large or small. What's that? Great marketing. Yeah, successful. Every successful business right, has right, great right. marketing. Because if you didn't, nobody would know who you are. You're right. And that, that's, uh, that's commonly different than what we went through growing up because we used to just have businesses, stores, yeah, whatever we never all the marketing was uh, was a sale paper well yeah whoever put out the most sale papers got the most business yeah whoever, but you guys still whoever lowballed everything was the same business but mm -hmm. now it's changing but you missed the point even then mm -hmm. we should say location 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 this mm -hmm. is true too. that's yeah. a marketing function yes. when you decide where your location is that's part of the strategic function in marketing where you're gonna you know <laughs> the old school way of doing the analysis was get in your car drive the neighborhood sit in front of the store for yeah. or the building for you know Two weeks yeah, every day. People come in and out. Yeah, that's, that, that's old school. Or you yeah. work, you work the, behind the register for a little while, and exactly. Yeah, you check yeah. the tapes, and so we've done it since you know, God, since we've come to this country. Sure, but now the world has changed. The business environment has changed. Um, even in retail, it's gotten so competitive and so hard, and the old adages and the old way of doing business just doesn't apply anymore. Right. Not in the most part. I mean, there's always a value to taking good care of your customers. That's that's the core of it. Yes. But, it, you know, we're talking well beyond just retail. As a matter of fact, to be quite frank with you guys, I don't deal with retail businesses. I don't deal with, um, like... Inline um, stores. Yeah, or, or like mortgage people or, or real estate. Where I add the most value and the kind of clients that I work with most are... Services, high value, high end services, attorneys, um, CPAs. Not to mention when you bang, it's it's loud on the oh. microphone. Okay. When they, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, okay. Did, we did drop the ball on that one this time. We did. We did. So let's just. Yeah. There you go. Okay. That's just for the. I love it. <laughs> yeah, just it's just loud. But anyway, so when does a stoop uh, group come into play? Like, how would I know as a business owner? How would I know, or anyone out there know, when it's time to call a stoop group? 
from the minute you decide you want to start a business. What, just start or improve or, or Well, we, we, we focus on four things. Okay. Okay. And they're all strategic. The first and foremost, if you're putting together a new business, you're going to need a marketing plan. You're going to need to do some right. research. And it's the right way to um, find out if, if you're going in the right direction with your idea. Sure, there's trial and error, but really you should do some market research. And it's also stuff, information that you'd need if you're going to go out for funding. Yeah, that's so the thing you got a budget. Your, your marketing budget plan is Not skewed. just budget. If you want to go to a bank and get a loan or if you want to go out for, um, uh, what do they call it, crowdfunding. Right. Mm -hmm. you got to have something to present, which is an idea. And, and that's, something people, that's something people may not know about. And maybe that's something that, that's, a, that's a huge adding, added value that your company brings, that Astute Group brings to to the table when somebody is trying to launch a business, right? Oh, yeah. You line oh, yeah. them up with, you line them. You're right. A lot of the old timers don't understand crowdfunding. They don't, right. they don't even consider it. But if you're young and you're trying to start a business these days, yeah, crowdfunding is, is a very common way to get the, uh, the capital that you need to help yeah. get it started mm -hmm. as long as you have something great to present. Right. And some don't understand or just want to follow to know what that, that terminology is. Um, look at Kickstart, right? Cre yeah. Kickstart's a great... Um, Way to look at for crowdfunding. Kickstarter, yep. Yep, um, Kickstarter. So there, that's out there too. Now, let's talk this for a second. Let's start from, like Anthony was saying, let's go to I myself are coming into a new business. You're just primarily helping me just to figure the marketing side of it or how to conduct my day-to-day -day from, from, from the business itself. Okay. okay, so let me explain. To know how far you yeah, go. Yeah, let me explain. So... What we do is we operate, what I do is operate at the management level. Sure. But I make sure that the work gets done. Okay. Okay? So what will happen is if you look, and one thing I want to make very clear, because it's a common concern that I hear amongst Scaldeans, and it really frustrates me. Please, don't be so close-minded as to say, well, they're a big company, they can do that. There's nothing in this day and age that a small business can't do. I'm if you limit that. yourself, then you're limiting yourself. Yes. You're really limiting yourself. That's yeah. a great point, Freddie. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the number one uh, challenge that people give themselves. Yeah. You, yeah, you're putting yourself behind the eight ball without even without even taking a shot. You know what the sad thing is? What's that? If we're smart about it, we look and say, hey, they already did it. Why am I going to do it again? Right, right. The big companies did it, and we see that it works. Yes. I just got to do it on a smaller scale. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Take a little piece of the pie. I used to think that. I used to own, back in the days, of wireless toys and mm -hmm. say, why don't I just watch what Verizon and AT&T and them are already doing it? They've already put, laid it out and spent the money to get it done. Just follow suit and just try to make it do it a little nicer or better if you can. Yeah, yeah. I had a wireless store back in the day, but I went straight to Verizon exclusive. And I'll be honest with you, that wasn't common when I did it. Yeah. But Verizon gave me the last license that they were going to give in Michigan, and they weren't even going to give it away. But they loved my business plan, and my business plan was strictly Verizon. And focusing on data. So and were you doing were you doing this company or business no, at no, that no, time, no. or this no, was pre all this? This is many years ago. Okay, yeah. but I've been in marketing my whole life. That's I got a, a bachelor's degree and an MBA, a master's from where? Uh, U of M for my bachelor's, U of M Dearborn, and then my master's degree is from Wayne State. Great. Um, and I've worked for the largest corporation in the world, General Electric. I was in sales, which is a division of marketing. Then I went to work for CompuWare, and I did marketing there. Um, I've worked for a couple smaller businesses, and then I realized, you know what? I've worked at the largest companies, and mm -hmm. I've worked at small companies. And at the end of the day, it's all the same crap. You're just an employee yeah. Yeah. making them money, <clears throat> right. and they'll throw you out whenever it's convenient for them. 
One of the last companies I worked for, I took $1.4 million in sales of a product line, and in two years, I turned it into $14 million in sales. Wow, that is great. 1,000% growth. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but what I get for it? No, you got experience. You got experience. Listen, no, you, you, you can did. take that. You, I know what you're saying. You know what I'm trying to say. And you can put that shit on your resume, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now well, that's Stu, just it. Now I don't, I don't keep resume anymore. anymore. Now I just keep uh, well, well, case you, studies for my business, so well, you know actually, what I've yeah. done. Well, it's part of, your, part of the resume when yeah. you're pitching your business. When true. somebody comes to you about your business and they ask what you've done and where you've gone, you can say from $1.4 million to $14 Sometimes even just self-confidence, man. To say, I did this and knocked it out the park this way. It gives that self-confidence you know, like, to get to an astute exactly. company and make that, you know, your new business because you felt like, man, I accomplished this. I could do it for my own. How about if I tell you that's the honest to God's truth? I can give you five. They may not hear situations. you. You might have to go. I can tell you that's the honest to God's truth. I can give you five situations where I have achieved accomplishments that are just crazy. But it's what I love to do. Give yeah. us some examples. I remember, just for the record, so you know, we know it's this isn't this isn't for anybody to feel like you're being cocky or arrogant in your way. You're confident. These are facts. That's what I'm man. saying. It's we want facts, which makes confidence. So let us I know. Appreciate that. You want me to make shit up? I'll say I scored 42 <laughs> points one time. Good <laughs> Chaldean Youth uh, Basketball me? League. I busted somebody in the lip with my left hook yesterday. <laughs> right, right. How about a real fact? Okay, let's see. The only thing we get back to facts. All right, <laughs> man. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Let's hear it. When we were in the youth group uh, and Keiko basketball tournaments, Anthony's team is the only team my team beat. <laughs> <laughs> Poor AD, that was the first time I ever seen him angry, but he still wasn't like showing anger. Uh, it's just he wasn't as peppy cheer himself. And I yeah, knew yeah. that. <laughs> well, there's priests all over the place. I, yeah. couldn't cuss. I couldn't cuss like I could like, want to. So tell us some of those, um, the, the five, some of like you said, you have five accolades that are under your, your belt. What I'll are tell you? you what, man. I was in college. I was 19 yeah. years old, and my uncle started uh, a computer retail franchise. They mm-hmm. opened up a franchise store from this company. Mm-hmm. And those guys were all messed up out of Who's California. your uncle? My uncles are the Jamils, okay. um, the late deceased Sabah Jamil and uh, Steve Sabah Usam and Gene Jamil, okay. and they used to own Computer Builders Warehouse. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, I was working with them, and um, honestly, it just came naturally. I was selling the computers, and we used to do these built-to-order, uh, built like you come yeah, in and we sure. it to your specs. Yeah, like Inca. Like Inca. Yeah, well, okay. that's a, yeah. 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 So I'll make a long story short. The people that we franchised from had three different brands, but you really couldn't tell the difference. And I came in and I said, you know what? No, this ain't right. So I took one of the brands. It had a good name. It's called Data Premium. Sure. And what I did was I started selling it. Again, it's built to order. So I developed the specs that I would put in it, and I would talk to the customer and build it up the way I wanted. Mm -hmm. Our average profit margin on our standard line was only about 22%. That line, I used to get over 50% profit margin. Wow, that's huge. Just by adding better quality parts and yeah. then talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it, and it just came natural for me. It's a computer. Like, how much, what was the difference between the pricing between the one that that was less? Oh, AT, back in those days, man, a computer for your homes was around twelve to $1,500. Yeah, I remember that, of course. And so these, I'd sell them for about two grand. Oh, nice. Yeah, but people would pay it because the other thing that I did is put a three-year warranty on it. Uh-huh. And that... Didn't have to sell for them, but you know what? Just what? Just parts, anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. And, parts and, and service, and mostly it's just a, it's just a user error most of the time. Most of the time, it's exactly yeah. what it is. But you know, the other part of that discussion is, is I did the same thing in the wireless business. Remember, I was telling you yesterday about my wireless store, mm-hmm. and so I used to sell Verizon branded accessories in the store, and they, they used to charge us an arm and a leg for them. So I went out and I started buying uh, a real good brand of accessories called Nastec. I'd lose if they were charging an arm and a leg. No arms and just one <laughs> yeah. leg. Anyway, the uh, the 
accessories? Accessories, I was buying a Nasdaq brand and I made mm -hmm. my own packaging. Yep. And what I did was, I said lifetime warranty on the packaging. Mm -hmm. I ran that store for several years and in those several years, the only people that came back for a lifetime warranty were like four. Wow, that's crazy. But where were you my store was in Rochester Hills, and then I had another location in Farmington, but I did a lot of B2B stuff. Okay. okay. But yeah, you know, it's, it's how you present stuff. That's the yeah. whole marketing of it. It's a, and I used to buy the, the 69 cent cheap chargers that everybody sold. Yeah. And I had a, a stand on the counter, and I had the Nasdaq on it. I mean, you could see the difference. The Nasdaq was three times thicker, sure. twice as long. You could. So when somebody come in and say, you charge 25 or 30 bucks for that? I'm like, sir, this is what you're getting for 5 or $10. Yeah. And it can mess up your phone. Right. They buy it. Mm -hmm. you know? So let's get back to astute. Like, so can you give us an example of what type of businesses that you service? Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. So first and foremost, we work with service providers, high-end service providers. Mm -hmm. Like, if give us an example. Attorneys are, are a big uh, group of clients of mine. Okay. If your business does some type of service at a corporate level, mm -hmm. You know, even if it's HVAC or, or lawn care, but you're doing it at a corporate level, you're yeah. trying to go after businesses and get contracts, Right. we can help you. Um, especially like the um, skin care spas and those places that do cosmetic surgeries and stuff. Oh, wow. That's a good client for okay. us. We help them a lot. We had a couple that were on here. I don't yeah. know if, they, yeah. if they're clients of yours, but if, if you ever wanted to maybe reach out or visit them. But we had a couple. They were pretty solid. Thank you. Yeah, that's a great business. And, and you know, it, the longer the decision-making process, the higher the value of the product, the more help we can provide to you. It'll mm -hmm. make a huge difference. You know, decision-making, if it's an impulse buy, that's one thing. We're not going to add a lot of value. I'm not going to lie to you. Right, right. But what I also want to make sure, you know, we talk about and understand is exclusive of just the types of businesses we do, it's what we do. Mm -hmm. and, and here's the most important thing that I hope anybody watching this walks away with. Marketing is like a performance automobile. Think of a race car and a race car driver, sure. okay? People will go and they'll pay for a service and understand the difference here. You can hire a firm to do your Facebook marketing. You can hire a firm to do Google AdWords. You can hire a firm to do whatever. Right. The problem is you're taking individual pieces and trying to fit them together. You're working from the outside in. Think of a race car. For a race car to be really effective, you could have a great engine, mm -hmm. but if, if the tires are flat or if they can't handle and the shocks can't handle it and the, the rest of the suspension and the rest of the vehicle's parts and components yeah. don't keep up with it, it's useless. Right. Same thing. I can't tell you how many times I've walked into a client. We already tried that. We already... Yeah, I know you did. Mm -hmm. But like you I, didn't try the combination of everything. Well, that's just it. You didn't, you didn't do it strategically. Okay. And here's all I'm trying to say. You have to, have to have a marketing plan if you really want to grow your business. It is literally, and I know you've heard this before, it's like getting in your car and driving without directions. Mm -hmm. I'm going to Florida, right? Yeah. I know i got to get on I-75 South. Yeah. And this is literally a perfect example. People will start businesses and they get on I-75 South. They're heading in a certain direction. What happens then is they come to the first hiccup, the first detour, the first issue, mm -hmm. and it all falls apart. Now they're lost. Construction. They gotta get off. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So you gotta have that plan in place so, to so. ensure that you grow and it, it also accelerates your growth because even if you have success with one campaign, let's say you do Facebook and you do good with it. Yeah. You might get ten customers a month out of it, let's say. Mm -hmm. But if you did that and you packed in the right stuff on your website and you had the right message across the board and you had 
like Google involved with your advertising and, and then you had other factors involved and your entire company, you know, first of all, you got to build the brand and then you got to build the right message. Mm -hmm. If you have all that in place, instead of only getting 10 customers, by doing two or three more activities, you could exponentially grow. So instead of getting 10, 10, and 10, you're going to get 50, 60 because right. it's a complete system that's working smooth and flowing just like that race car with the right driver. There's no fall off and there's people, people are, are, are Absolutely. engaged. So, so talk about your process. What's the process of a Stu group? Thank you. That's a very important point because that is a key differentiator. So one thing about me and, and one thing that makes a big difference, and look, I'm fascinated by the human mind. Mm -hmm. And the more I learn about, you know, people can be plugged into one of 16 uh, types of personality traits. Do you believe that? All human beings in the United States are plugged into one of 16 personality traits. Okay. Briggs-Myers is a company that developed this and found that out, and people that found this out. So my mindset, the way I work, I'm a big picture kind of guy. And it said my my results from these testing, I've had several of those tests, say that I don't see a box. Now, why I'm saying this and why it's important, I'm not trying sure. to brag. I'm just trying to say, you own a business, you have a certain hat on, you have a certain mindset on. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Anthony, you've been in this business for years. Mm -hmm. Your mind is pretty set on the way you do things. Sure. To grow your business, you got to do different things than what you did to build your business. Remember, what got you here won't get you there. Right. Anthony knows point. how to do ABC. <clears throat> You know, Junior over here knows how to do DEF. Yeah. All right. What about the rest of it? Yeah. So when I come in, I look at things, first of all, without a bias. You have to have a bias. It's your business. If there's a parent that doesn't have a bias for their kid, they're full of crap. Mm -hmm. And if there's a business owner that doesn't have a bias for their business, they're full of crap or they should shut it down. Right. Okay. So I come in without that bias mm -hmm. and I bring in actual data. We do market research. We pull the actual data and we look at valid information to make decisions with, okay, with a new perspective and a whole different outlook. I so mean, you have a numbers guy on your team, or are you the numbers guy? No, I'm a numbers guy. Okay. I don't know if you know this. I can calculate mathematical equations faster than calculus. two plus two. Oh, gee, really? Serious. Four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's legit. No, so let's, let's use me. No, I know. I, 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 I've heard that about you. I want to throw this, for example, you said, so you, you do or you just don't deal with retail people at all, or you still do with them, but very I, limited. I will deal with large retail chains, but one-off stores and yeah. stuff. I mean, look, I'm not cheap. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. No, no, that's okay. Yeah, most, most small businesses, like an individual store and stuff, Yeah. You know, unless their goal is to grow and build a chain and franchise, right. then yeah, I can help them. But to go in and help. Well, a single store yeah. is yeah. not worth it. Yeah, and it's not worth it for them either. No. Yeah. Okay. The, the higher the value of the product. Now, if the store is selling uh, used cars or they're selling yeah. uh, something of high value, that's different. But most mm -hmm. retail that we're in is commodity goods. Or if I said to you, listen, I'm on one store. I need to start branding and marketing, and I want to now be I want to build a franchise. I want to be five by next year. I want to be, you know, whatever exactly. the next year. Exactly. That's why I would come to you and say, yep. you know what, Ferris? I need to get you on board. And then when I do that, when I let's use me for example, and I do say that you and I want to grow the business. Um, what what am I supplying you with to help me encourage the growth? Like, am I giving you what numbers that I've done, or you come see what my day to day is? Yeah. Just explain to me that process. Well, that we do in depth analysis. So okay. yes, I want at least two years worth of data. Okay. Okay. And that means yeah. sales, trend of how much staff, people walk through the doors, and so forth. What you've done in the past, promotions you've run, everything. Okay. okay. What you've spent on marketing. Sure. You know, 
it isn't a crapshoot. We don't come out here and say, okay, throw a million dollars into it, we're gonna build your business. Right. There are statistics and, and values that we use that are industry averages to help guide what we do. A lot of people will be surprised by this, but if you're trying to grow your business, yeah, you should be investing 10 to 12% of where you want the business to be. If you want a million dollar business, you should be prepared initially to spend 120,000 in marketing to build a million dollar business, just in marketing. This makes sense. Now, once the business is running and it's doing great, that number can get as low as 3%. Depends on your industry, depends on what you're doing. Yep. And when you say marketing, is that is that branding or advertising or lead gen or what is that? Like, it's the whole nine yards, okay. but it all starts with the strategies. That's yep. where the plan comes right. in. So, you know, let's, let's talk about something really simple. Uh, you know, this is very valuable for any business owner. What do you market? You market a brand. What's KUWTC? It's your brand, keeping up with the Chaldeans. Yep. Yeah. That's what we market. This is Anthony Toma. We know him by his appearance. That's your logo. We know him by his name, Anthony Toma, right? Mm -hmm. And then we know his reputation. Same thing in business. You have your brand, your logo, and, and your <laughs> perception, how your business is perceived. Yeah. I'm building a perception right now as I'm sitting here talking to you guys. I'm selling my brand. Yes. You know, I'm making sure that people understand what I do and why I do it better than anybody else. So we've talked about your business. Let's get personal. Let's get a little personal here. So you helped, uh, you helped uh, start CASA, the Chaldean American... Association. I actually started Castle. You started it. Flat yep. out started it. How long? This was in 1992. Okay. Let me say something. It was my idea, but I, I got to give credit to some great people in school with me. People like Zina Kassab, Sam Naimi, uh, Joanne Dickow, Joanne Thomas. And, and if I forgot anybody, please forgive me. Yeah, it's been you so know, long you guys, since You guys made it happen. It was my idea. I took a first stab at it, and then, you know, there was issues, and the traditional president, vice president thing didn't work, and they came up with a great idea of having a board, four members that worked mm -hmm. together. That was brilliant. And they stepped up and made it. Is it still going on? Oh yeah, now it's in several schools. Nice. Um, Derek Dickow actually uh, took the uh, the concept and took it over to Oakland University. Mm -hmm. uh, he built a very strong uh, chapter of it, if you will. Um, now it's at U of M. A lot of the guys, you know, they, they get in it to have something to add to their resume, but Casa was built for a very specific reason. And a lot of people don't know these reasons. One, yes, we wanted to promote education. I'm a firm believer in the value of education. A firm believer in that. Mm -hmm. And two, we wanted to educate the world about us because at that time, remember 1992 was the Gulf War. Oh, yeah. yeah. It had just it started. 91, wasn't it? The yeah. The was 91? Yeah. Well, it went into 92. Yep. And it was in 92 yep. that I started CASA. And I wanted people to know who we are. Yeah. Because Chaldeans, 1992... Our population was a few hundred thousand tops. Yeah. In the US. You're saying in the United States. Yeah, in the entire United States. <laughs> 50,000 50, 50, in, in San Diego, maybe 100, 150 here if we're yeah. lucky. No, I think San Diego is less. It was it's still just only like yeah. 25, 30, but you know. You get my point though. Yep, I wanted yes, them to, to know who we were. I wanted to educate them about us and I wanted to promote education. You didn't want to be known as an Arab. Not just an Arab, but that we were you know, much more than what was perceived by the news. Sure. You yeah, know, to, to promote a war. Yep. You know, it's very dirty how news works. And, they, so and, they, and they'll paint is. a horrible picture of you. Nobody knew who Saddam was the same way. It's way, way worse now. Way worse. Right now it's They're now the it's biggest separators in this world. It's, yeah. it's not just that. There's no more ethics involved. There's no Zero. more. Man, uh, who was it? Um, one of the famous newscasters used to end every broadcast with "Good night, God bless." Yeah. Uh, Dan, not Dan Rather. Walter um, Cronkite. Walter Cronkite. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. 
say God today, you'll get shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> straight up. Yeah, no, no, no. But but say other you, things, and, and it's, it's all good. You got a cross on your thing that are covered up. Oh yeah, might get us killed. Yeah. <laughs> Why, man? I ain't ashamed of it. No, no you better not be. No, cross never have, never we incorporated a cross in the in the. Logo I noticed that intentionally. I saw that. It's beautiful. Yeah. You. And you know what? That's a very important point you make, man. And people know me. I'm adamant about what I believe in, and I will not sell out what I believe in. Amen. Don't get caught up in political correctness. That's actually political BS. Yeah. yeah. You know what's correct. You were yeah. raised with the values and the morals. Don't let anybody make you feel bad about it. Don't let anybody make you feel bad for standing up for what you believe in. Yes, there is a God. Yes, I pray. Yes, I go to church. Yes, I believe in God. Yep. And I have my values and you're not going to break them. Right. So we talked, you're showing your cross off. And, and so you were involved in churches back in the day. We'll oh, yeah. Talk about yeah, a little bit about you, that. I used to see you back in the days. Didn't you guys get into the Keiko part? Did you guys, were you guys the ones hosting some of the Keiko? For I, 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 my involvement originally was, um, I met a man who ended up becoming a priest through the computer business Monocles were in. We franchised from their family originally. Chaldean? Yeah, yeah. They lived out in Sacramento, California. He was the first Chaldean priest ordained in, in Michigan. Do you know the person's name? Right? Yeah, we don't. Yeah, okay. his name's Tom Simon, but I, I really don't have high regard for him after I found out reality. But the important point is, he was becoming a priest. I had great respect for the church and anybody that was going to become a priest. We became close friends. He came here to Michigan. And he got me involved. And at the time, they wanted to start an English Mass. And uh, Dr. Steve Kassab, an amazing human being, God bless him, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet, the most humble man you'll ever meet. He helped them create the, the documents and stuff to translate the Mass. Mm. And he served it, but he's a very shy guy he's not like you two you know he's not comfortable on the microphone in front of yeah we were forced into this yeah, a, yeah you can't see it behind me but there's a gun to my head <laughs> so steve i met steve and he said you know what i've known i've known him but we got back up and he said you know what you're the perfect guy to do the service you got a loud voice what do you mean do the service so what happens is a shamash, as we call it, but I wasn't a shamash, I wasn't ordained. Yeah. You needed servers to do the mass. When the priest says a prayer, there's a shamash that says the other part of the Correct. prayer. You know? So I had to do that by myself. Really? Yeah. So I used to stand up there, you know, priest up on the altar, me on the side. <laughs> and when we first did that, I remember the first couple of masses, there wasn't but 10, 15 people. What church was that at? Mother of God. Wow. She's back amazing. in 91. And we built it slowly but surely, and after about six to nine months, it started building up, building up, building up. And then as more people came, more Word people got, got involved, and I got all my boys all involved. All the younger people got involved. Yep, I pulled, I pulled all my boys in, man. And, and then uh, God bless you, man. from that, well, not me, it's the church. I just did my job. Can I give a shout out to any of your boys? Oh, yeah, man. Sam Gummo was one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, his brother Samir was a big one. Durant Antoon was a huge contributor. Great, great uh, contributor to the church and the English Mass. What are these guys doing today? Um, they're all successful uh, business people. And, and Dwayne's an engineer by education. Okay. And uh, he's got a career. And uh, Sam Gumma's a, a wholesale okay. broker. And, and one of our big fans. One okay. of your big fans. Yep. Yeah, good one people. of our big fans. Yeah. Very good guy. And then from there, like several years later, we, we were then blessed as Eucharistic ministers. We were allowed to give Eucharist. Mm -hmm. and, and it was funny because people used to always say, Oh, they let you give Eucharist, but the night before you were out. Yeah, it was. God yeah. doesn't say that we have to live. <laughs> right. We're not Muslims, and we not no disrespect yeah. to Muslims, but we right. have a different set of beliefs. Right. And it's not a sin to enjoy life. 
the sins are other things you do while you're out there, but right. more importantly, who you hurt. Yes. So it, I'm glad to see the community has changed since then. As we, you know, it's it's a Semitic value system that the Jews had and the, and the Arabs and the Muslims, and we're Catholics, and we need to understand Jesus didn't judge; he forgave. Right. Semites, the Jews and the Muslims and their beliefs, are the ones that judge. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. He amongst you without sin cast the first stone. Yes. Who Jesus say that to? Was the of a group of Jews that yeah. wanted to, to kill somebody with rocks because they were judgmental. Yeah. But anyway. No, so no. tell us a, a few of the uh, confessionals that you heard. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no I'm, I was the one confessing. <laughs> Is my voice sound familiar? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bless me, Ferris, <laughs> How long after, you know, you did great in your youth, you um, got stuff that's still up and going right now, mm-hmm. right? Casa and other things are still going yeah. on under a few umbrellas, I believe, right now with the church. So that's great. You've put your time into it. You're a diehard Chaldean, that's, right? That's one of my that's, passions, man. You're a diehard Chaldean. Um, what what pushed you to get this company going, Astute going? What was the motivational point after going through the church you ended up going to U of M and did stuff with schooling. What got you to the point to finally get this open? And incur- and who was your biggest encouragement to do so? Um, you know, family, friends, or anything? If there was one. Yeah. There, there definitely was. And okay. so, I've lived a life that anybody that knows my life will tell you. Just the fact that I survived life mm-hmm. is quite an accomplishment. Okay, why is that? Very rough childhood. Yeah. Very, very difficult. I, I don't, I don't like talking about it for mm-hmm. me. Okay. But what it is is, and, and I'm only saying this for one reason. Were you I born want, here by any chance? No, I came here at, at uh, four years old. Okay. All right. The only reason I brought this up is, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this show and you're going through a hard time, I am proof. Bro, I was beat every day of my life from the age of 13 till 24. Wow. Beat. I'm sorry, 13 to 19 physically beat, and then That's sad. verbal abuse every day. Sure. That's very it takes sad. its toll. You know what? It was fuel for my fire. There it's the go. rage that I have. Yeah. You know? And and then I went to work for corporations, and I saw the same abuse. You work for these people that take advantage of you. You make them money. They throw you out. They think, you know, it's the hell with that. I'm going to do what I love. Because I am a firm believer that when you do something you love, you're good at it naturally. Yeah. And I love getting up and going to work every day, because I'll tell you one thing. Being forced to work in the party store as a kid, I wanted to die. It was like it was like being in jail. Yeah, I hated it. Penalty box for twelve to fourteen hours a day. Man, it it, it was. I have to use my brain. Thank God we had that. We had that avenue to 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 get started for a launching pad, the the grocery business, the liquor store business, and that. You know, we were in the trenches. Yeah, yeah. But it got us through. Yeah, made families. You know, survive. Let's go ahead. So the the mentors. My father, I lost him at a young age, but my father, by the age of 11, had instilled in me the value of education. Yeah. One thing that everybody that knows my father that I've met. And was your father? Thank you. Every person that knew him has said one thing, every single one. That is the smartest man in Baghdad. That is the smartest man I've ever heard. Yeah. So was he he, he an educator? No. He was uh, a three-star 
um, commander in the, in the Iraqi military. I, I don't think they use the same designations as general. Right. But he had three stars, which was quite an accomplishment for a Christian. Wow. And then he worked for Almost Singer Corporation. For a Christian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To be on that, right? Because it was mostly yeah. Sunni or Shiites or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Those guys weren't around back then, were they? Okay. And then there was um, uh, a career with, with Singer Sewing Machine Corporation. Okay. And my dad had the good fortune. This is like something that, that really helped because a, a quick point I do want to make. Sure. As you can see, I'm all about education, but education doesn't mean you have to go to college. Right. Right. You and I have a close friend. Yeah. Saad Gumo. Yes. The guy dropped out of school in fifth grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is one of the smartest people I know. Right. Because he chooses to be, because he chooses to open his eyes. Yeah, he's a... He's self-taught. Yeah, he's self-taught. And, and one of the greatest teachers is culture. And he's a firm believer in that. But my father, I'll never forget, he told me, he goes, son, you have to experience life. You have to go see for yourself. Don't be ignorant like a lot of our people right. are. The guy went to China, Japan, India, uh, different parts of Europe. He'd been to the U.S. before we moved here. No, well. Yeah, so that really taught him a lot. Saigon is the same way. He's got an open cultured mind. He reads about different cultures. He travels. He loves yeah. to learn. So that was my biggest influencer. Mm -hmm. And then the person that really helped make all of it happen, yep. may he rest in peace, was Mike George. Really? Yeah. That guy is amazing. May he rest in peace. What he did what was for your relationship? Peace, you know, I never used this. Mm -hmm. He's actually my grandmother's cousin. My grandmother's okay. in Lucia. George and Lucia is the same family. Oh, wow, yeah. I never used that. He was in Miami, and I was in Miami one time. And I was getting on an airplane, and he was right there. And I went up and introduced myself, and he said, oh, I know who you are. Mm -hmm. He said, yeah, I, I don't know you by this. face, but I know yeah. your name. I've heard about what you did starting CASA, okay. and I know about your involvement in the church. And I said, wow, I'm honored, sir. Thank you. What an iconic gentleman that guy yeah, is. Oh, huh? God. Well, Senior was always huge about Calvinism. Yeah. But look what he did. So he introduced me to the gentleman he was with. They were there on business. Very nice and everything. They upgraded him to first class. He got me an upgrade. Yeah. I just went up and introduced myself. <laughs> right, right. So he was able to get an oh, upgrade. Man. He got me a, an upgrade to first class, man. That was the first time I flew up first class. I kind of hated that he did that because after then it was hard to travel on regular coach. That's a story, though. Yeah, but then years later I called him up. I said, Mr. George, I'm starting a business and I'd like your help. And this was actually when I started the wireless business. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the capital to start it. And I had a great idea. I wanted to build it into more than just a store. And I called him and asked for help. And he said, come on in. Mm -hmm. Now, his normal policy, I don't know if you know this. He'll grant people a 15-minute uh, you know, meeting. Mm -hmm. He'll grant you if you call and ask for it and you got a real valid reason. We sat and talked for an hour and a half. Wow. He said, I want you to come back. I'm going to bring my sons in. They know more than about this stuff than I do. I just like what you're talking about, but I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. So he brought the boys in, and Rodney, George, and the boys were so nice. They were so impressed. They said, listen, if we don't get you the funding through the bank, would you be willing to partner with us and we'll back you? Oh, nice. That was an honor. Yeah, yeah. that is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that really touched my heart. And I have great respect for the boys. I have great respect for Rodney. Mm -hmm. I can pick up the phone and call him. And yeah, great. So nice. Yeah, you know, he's so kind about it. So, what, so is, gracious. what does being Chaldean mean to you? Man, what does being Chaldean mean to you? Do yeah, you guys yeah. even know what Chaldean is? Do you even know? If we talk to the 200,000 Chaldeans that exist today. Mm -hmm. Don't break my heart. They can't even speak to you in Suda. They can mm -hmm. only speak to you. That's fine. I want them to even know what Chaldean is. Yeah. Okay? 
There's, so look, let's educate them for it. Let, let's keep it real. Yeah. Guys, we are Assyrians that broke away and we went to the Rome Catholic, we went to the Pope in Rome and said, we don't like the way that the Mass and the Church is being handled by the Assyrians. Okay. So the Pope, the Pope at that time said, okay, I'm going to grant you your own church and it's going to be called the Chaldean Church because of where you're from. You know, thousands and thousands of years ago, Chaldeans ruled the Middle East. They were the first world ruling empire. Nebuchadnezzar. But we are not their direct descendants that we can trace. And so there's something that's very important. You can talk all you want, but if you can't prove it, it ain't worth a dime. Right. Granted, in today's world, you got blogs and stuff and people share their opinions and idiots take it as fact. Don't believe everything you read if it's not backed by facts. I mean, if you guys remember back in school, Read a book yeah. report, you had to cite sources. Sure. Yeah. Now you got people writing blogs from their from their yeah. rear end. Yeah. From Google. I, I think time. you know, I think yeah. that this is this and that's that. And even me, I write my <clears> blogs <throat> with my opinion, but that's what it is. It's my opinion. It's yeah. not fact. Fact is yeah. proven. Right? Yeah, we know about facts, right, AT? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Chaldeans are about I think it was sixteen hundred that this happened. I get it confused. Fourteen hundred or sixteen hundred. Okay. You know that that they well, went. It's a couple hundred years between friends. Four, yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> that's who we are. Okay. I know that there's some opinions about being a Syrian, not being a Syrian. The fact is the fact. That's all that matters. Who we are today, we are people recognized by right. our church. Now it's important that our community understands, guys. The only other people that I know of are the Jews. Without a nation, they still existed because they were recognized by their religion. Mm-hmm. If we stick strong to our faith and to our church, we will never disappear. But that's a very challenging thing to do, and I know it's that. It's a very strong statement. This I like is the that statement, thing. actually. It's a fact. It's not a statement. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sharing my opinion. I'm telling you. No, I mean, I'm, if that's, you, that's if you very come strong. here from Italy, I like that. you come here from Italy, right. you're recognized because you're Italian. Right? You come here from Ireland, you recognize your line. Guess guess what your fourth generation of kids is? American. (laughs) You come here Chaldean, and you stay true to your faith, because that's what we're recognized by. There's no nation. How did we exist in Iraq for four or five hundred years? You're right. I'm a Chaldean Iraqi. Yeah. My little sister was born here. She's a Chaldean American. Right. That's it. That, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I am. That's yes. There is a nation associated with where I'm from, but that's not my identity. My identity is my Chaldean faith, and that's very rare. And that's for everybody though in the United States that has to understand that you come from somewhere, you are of some faith, of some sort of race, what have you. It's just there's no. Well, need. that's that's the whole point. Though. I apologize. It's not everyone. The 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 race is determined by your ethnicity, what country you're from. Most right. That's how most people identify. Mm-hmm. There are, of course, exceptions. I mean, by God, there's so many different races in so many different places in the world. But we have the unique characteristic of being identified by our faith, right. by our church. Okay? okay? So if we stick to that, then we will never disappear. Yeah. Even with what's going on in Iraq right now. Because right, our faith, we can take anywhere. Exactly. And the, the perfect example are, are the Jewish people. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's funny that um, I mentioned the Jews, but we are very much like the Jews. Yeah, we are. If you ever listen to... Well, you know, yeah, yeah, just for the record, there was something that was about to happen this weekend. There was unity between the Chaldeans and the Jews that were going to strengthen the protest and everything, but... They backed us up during the whole ISIS thing. They were oh there for God, us. They were the first ones there for yeah, us. Yeah, I remember they were they yeah. were right there yeah. for us. And even even in the community with the church and stuff, they're so nice. The 
the synagogues around the the church. Madoa and, and all that too. Yeah, over there too. There. Yeah, there's, they're always willing to help with parking and stuff. I mean, that's yeah. the way. It, it sets such a perfect example that I wish the Middle East would see. But that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, right. The, the Middle East is by design. Topic for the naughty. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> but you know what would be a great topic for you guys to have one day? What's and that? I'll help you put together the right people. I'm not one of the right people for it. But people that will come in and talk about the Chaldean history mm-hmm. okay, and the impact of the other religions on the Catholic faith that we are. We definitely, yeah, we definitely want to start exploring different avenues uh, instead of just business and, yeah, and, we and, have, and the mean, Chaldeans. Basil Bacall, he's yeah. coming on. He's going to be on our show, believe it or not. Basil um, Bacall. Basil Bacall, he's going to be coming on to our show. So he's got a good understanding of the history. I mean, Well, my uncle helped Father Sudhead write the history books that are used by the church. He's uh, he's a well-recognized historian and genius. Mm. And if you guys want, I'll hook you up with him, Dr. Jamil. That'd be good for the Nazi. Yeah, yeah. Course, yeah. yeah but, but you also need to bring in some others <laughs> that will talk about the facts. And then, yeah. in, you know, there's a lot of characteristics in our faith that we have that are really not representative of Catholicism. They're, they're diehard habits that came from being from the Middle East. But that's a whole other discussion. So what do you, what else do you want to talk about before yeah, we wrap say, up? Yeah, any, any um, shout yeah. out to anybody that works with you in the uh, in the astute group or if uh, you're or hiring right now? Yeah, or shout anybody. out to anyone. You yeah. know, that's a good point. I am looking for a part-time administrative assistant, someone who... Any funding for anything that you need, that you need, you want to let our viewers know if you're looking for anybody to expand this? We're trying to help anybody network, whether it well, needs funding for your business. That's a beautiful thing. I appreciate course. that. Right now, we're good with the funding, but what I am looking for is if you're serious about growing your business. Yeah. Look, guys, it's happened time and time again. Subway started off as one store. Sure. Name any big retailer. They were one store. Yep. You yep. know, the difference was they put together the right plan. McDonald's is yeah. the perfect example. Yeah. The guys that started it were simple guys making some burgers. This other person came along, found it, loved it, bought them out, yep. and implemented the up. plan. Yeah, yep. he implemented the plan. Yep, you know, and it's, it's crazy. It's uh, I'll share a quick fact with you guys, just out of discussion's sake. You know what core competency means? Mm. Core competency. Mm-hmm. It means what your business does great. Mm-hmm. So if I ask you what is McDonald's, what are you going to tell me? This Big Mac burgers, fast food joint, restaurant, right? Yep. yep. No. McDonald's core competency is fast service. Right. They wanted to get into the coffee business. They saw how good Starbucks did. Mm-hmm. They dominate. They're one of the largest coffee retailers in the world. Who's that? McDonald's. McDonald's. Oh, okay. And to be honest because with you, that's quick on the draw. Right. It's not, but it's not just quick on the draw. They know how to make a good product. Well, I shouldn't say good, but their coffee is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But they'll make those drinks very fast, get you in and out that's really quick. Yeah, the crowds are boom, in and out, in and out. And they, that's what their 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 core competencies. That's the skill set they have, that gives them value. Right. Small things like that. you know, it's, it's marketing that enables the several dozen types of burger joints that exist. A small differentiator, and you have a market. Pizzerias. How many different th- pizzerias are there? One delivers. One gives you pizza. Pizza. One gives you five dollar pizza. One gives. Right. And that's you know that <coughs> applies in, in business at any level. So how about a message to our younger viewers? Our our lost viewers are people that uh, that need to be enlightened a little bit. Why don't you enlighten them? Enlighten them for us, Fred. Guys, trust me when I tell you this, man. I've, I've turned over every rock. I've tried. I have real estate licenses. I have God knows what other licenses. I've tried different things. I've worked in different things as, you know, to make extra income and stuff. I'm a firm believer in education. I started the Chaldean American Student Association, but I'll tell you right now, guys, 
College isn't what it used to be. Do yourself a favor, though. Either get a skill set, go learn how to be a mechanic, go learn how to be HVAC, yeah. and be the best that you can be at it. No matter what you do in life, even if you decide to go to college, be the best that you can be at it. You ask me, why do I do what I do? Because yep. I know I can be the best at it. It's what I love. Yeah. You know, I love what I do. So by being able to love what I do, I'm the best that I can be at it. Whatever you do, you got to be the best. In a competitive marketplace, which this country is, which this world is, you have to be the best at it. And that's got to be your goal. And the, and the other thing is, everything starts with a goal. Define your goal first and then move forward. Yeah. Awesome. So being the best is educating yourself, making sure that you're doing the right thing at the right time, and then repetitive. Yes. Being repetitive. Actually, great point. Repetitive habits. The one thing that changed my life, okay, was a book called The Power of Habit. Mm -hmm. People used to always tell me, you're so smart, how come you're not rich? There's not a correlation between intelligence and wealth. Yeah, right, right. Right. Not at all. Name the most intelligent people, Einstein, um, Or the kids Mozart, that we went to school with. Beethoven. You know, some of the most smartest kids that went to school with, we surpassed them. Yeah, well, that's because just we it. Understood the dollar to it's the dollars. habits. Anthony talked about the store business. Yeah. The store business developed our habits of being hard workers, putting in long hours. Man, yesterday I worked 14 hours. Yeah. yeah. But I love what I'm doing. I hate it at the store, but what I was doing yesterday, I loved. Yeah. So it's, it's, as Anthony said, educate yourself. And guys, I'm not just talking about books. You don't have to go to school and spend hours in class. There's classes. YouTube, there's anything. There's, all kinds there's of so many ways to learn. Audio books, anything. I dedicate, as we're talking about habits, I dedicate a half hour to an hour a day to reading. And I hate reading long stories. I hate reading big books. <laughs> I like to read. I go to entrepreneur.com and I find good articles. Right. And they have a huge impact. And I... I'm told that I'm an intelligent man, and I appreciate that, but I'll tell you, I'm a dummy because there's so much more out there to learn, and I know that. The person that thinks that they know it all are the dumb ones. Yeah, those are the ones that are in trouble. So before we take off right now, uh, you said there's an opportunity. You're looking for employment right now for you? I'm looking for an administrative assistant on a part-time basis. It would be like 10 to 3, Monday through Thursday. Yep. And it's really administrative and personal assistant. I just... I'm so busy that I don't have the time to do some of the follow-ups, detail work. Yep. That, and, and I am horrible at details. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm honest level. about it. I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. You went from ground level, and I got level one right now to level two. Yeah. That's the only way. So, uh, if people want to find you, I know you submitted to us links and to everything. So we'll have it's that. It's all in the description. Yeah. And by the way, the link that I submitted, there's a promotion on there. You know, stewgroup.com/lp/kuwtc. Okay. There's a page on there for anybody, any business owners, anybody that wants. Uh, there's a promotion on there that I'd like you to check out. And if you want to take advantage of it, just uh, sign up. That's great, That's man. Great. Thank you. Thank you for that. And then um, before, one last thing is who is somebody you want to see on the show at some point in time um, that you'd like to, out of our Chaldean community, that you want to let them know and then hopefully we'll get them on here. Anybody in particular you, you uh Yeah, I, I would love to see Bishop Francis. Bishop Francis, he's been the pot. He's, yeah. he's the popular candidate. Bro, we do too. He's been, yeah, we do. Bro, let me say this straight up. <clears throat> we might have to go to him. Serving the church many years ago, being involved in the church for many years, I started to lose faith in some things, and then Pope Francis and Bishop Francis came along, and that was God smacking me upside the head, saying, "Hey, dummy, <laughs> you forget who I am." All right, right. There you go. He restored my faith, as did as did Pope Francis. Oh, Bishop Francis, we're coming after you, just so you know. Mm -hmm. 
I'm sure he's shaking in his boots. <laughs> the problem is trying to get time with him. He's a close friend of mine. I yeah. can't even get time with him. It's, I, I, I book appointments with him a month in advance, and then I still get right. a cancellation here and there. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate We appreciate you coming out sharing oh, no, your I appreciate story. you guys, man. Great uh, to have you on. It was awesome, it was awesome. having awesome. you on. Thank you. I'd love to uh, see the episode of Naughty that you're going to do, hopefully. Hopefully. And uh, see some more of that fire. Yeah, we'll keep a little quiet. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, brother. Thank you. Peace Thank out, you. people.